1: That's
2: 800-278-1738. All right, good evening and welcome aboard another edition of Sports Overnight America. Across the country and around the world on iHeart. Tune in, simple radio, all the streaming devices and around the globe on the American Forces Radio Network. Tuesday into a Wednesday, a lot to get to. Uh NHL being a little outside the box, a little innovative with all thirty-two teams in action. Sixteen games. One is facing off literally. Uh, if you're listening to our live feed, as we speak. Think about that. Sixteen NHL games. Every single team playing Toronto and the uh Toronto Maple Leafs, Washington Capitals at the nation's capital. Uh, that puck is on the ice in mere moments, and then every 15 minutes, a new game will start. Followed by Buffalo, Ottawa, Carolina, Tampa, Devils, Canadian Stars, Penguins, Sharks, Panthers. I'm not going to go through them all, but we're going to see Connor Bedard. We're going to see the Boston Bruins, uh, undefeated as they are, in Chicago tonight at the United Center, and so that's got the, that's uh, I like fancy uh, the Bruins and the Blackhawks. Kind of like the Bobby Orr Memorial game. Can I tell you something? When Bobby Orr left Boston, signed as a free agent with the Chicago Blackhawks due to his, his crazy and criminal agent, Alan Eagleson, that was like one of the other than Larry Bird retiring, other than, you know, Yaz retiring, Ted Williams, all the great things, Brady's trade, when Bobby Orr was signed by the Blackhawks. It was one of the darkest days in New England sports. And I hearken to tell you and remind you, New England sports fans who listen, Boston's a hockey town first and foremost. I understand the Patriots. I understand the Celtics. I understand the, you know, the other teams. I do, the Red Sox. But you know what? It's a hockey town first and foremost, believe it or not. Some people will dispute that, and away we go. NBA opening night, Denver and the Lakers. Phoenix and Golden State and downtown San Francisco, Chase Center. We got a lot to get to a new manager for the Giants. The Niners lay an egg on Monday Night Football. A lot going. Double dip. Dom's download. And one of the Oak Ridge boys as they go on their final tour. And a huge sports fan and former baseball, professional baseball team owner is going to join us at 40 past the hour on Byline. Sports Overnight, coming back.
0: There's lots to love from Apple right now at Verizon. Get the new iPhone 15 Pro with Titanium and more to love from Apple on us. With select phone trade-in and select unlimited plans, there's no better place to get what you love from Apple than at Verizon. And there's no better time than right now. All that with the network you can really rely on. It's your Verizon. 9.99.99 dollars 99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on select 5G unlimited plans required. Less up to $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Trade-in conditions apply. One offer for
3: eligible Verizon line. Additional terms apply.
1: that's 800-433-0539, paid for by Fix My Student Loans. One out of two Americans thinks their life is worthy of a book. Here's another startling stat. You may be one of the 15% of people who bothered to start your book and one of the 6% that got halfway through it, but your gem of an idea likely died or did it.
2: To do i'm gonna back up just for a second before i get dom in here because i want to weigh in uh i'm telling you i want to believe the phillies will get it done tonight in south philly at citizens bank i if i'm a philly fan i i, I i'm drinking Maylocks. i am I'm, I'm popping uh what are my anti-acids over there tums i i, I i'd be eating a bottle of tums or a, a, a canister of tums i got a bad feeling about the phillies I do, and and the Astros, I mean, I got to give Dom credit. He said, look, Texas will win a high-scoring game. I thought he was cuckoo, and, you know, I didn't say that to him on the air because I don't want to disrespect Dom, but, you know, listen, um, that is a horrible job out of the Astros, and C- Christian, whatever the name he is, uh, I mean, that guy last night, He what, what did he pitch, a third of an inning? I mean, it was torture to watch these baseball games last night. And if, if Philly doesn't hit the ball out of the ballpark, you know you know what's gonna happen. They're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. Christian Javier was horrible. Jordan Montgomery came out of the pen. You know, Scherzer, I, I mean, I was I'm not gonna say I was wrong, but I mean he didn't get out of the third, or just did get out of the third. I think he I think he was in the middle of the third that he came in. Whatever. My point is, and you know, Seeger, uh Garcia and Garcia's I want to say one thing about Texas and if I'm Bruce Bochi, I pull I, I pull uh, Garcia side so you know what you're an elite baseball player don't sit there and admire uh, 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 a ball you think you're that's going out of the park and then it hits halfway up the you know the the digital or the hand the hand operated scoreboard and you sit there and admire it and you wonder why guys plunk you even though I don't think he was plunked on purpose i just don't but you know what you got to learn texas you know play with some dignity play with some class don't be stupid and that bothered me with garcia you know and you know he came around to score so hey you know what he gets vindicated but i just thought the whole thing the demonstrative you know sit there and admire it and how stupid do you look when you're held to a single because of your dopey antics uh, going a third of the way down the baseline and uh, admiring a, a double, which isn't even a double, <laughs> because you got held to a single, because you sat there. Stupid. you know. And as far as uh, Philadelphia is concerned, I- I'm nervous about this game. Uh, if I'm a Philly fan, I am. And we're going to talk to one. One of the Oak Ridge boys grew up in Camden, New Jersey, Richard Sturban, and he is a lifelong Philly fan. So this is going to be interesting. And how does a guy from, you know, Camden, New Jersey is basically Philadelphia. It is. I mean, Cherry Hill, it is. It's right across the river. I think the Delaware River uh, is part of the Delaware Valley. The fact, the fact of the matter is, if you're from Camden, you're from Philly. And he went to the old Shai Park, lifelong Philly fan. And I'm telling you, Philly fans are crazy. And the thing I have to wonder is, you You're from Philadelphia, which was home to American Bandstand. TSOP, The Sounds of Philadelphia, Average White Band, Teddy Pendergrass, I could go on. One of the greatest all-time disc jockeys that no one knows outside of Philadelphia. His name was High Lid. Tremend, W-F-I-L, W-P-E-N-W-I-P, back in the days where they were, you know, uh, playing the hits and playing the oldies which are now oldies back then when they were hits. How, how does a guy become a country and Western star out of Canton, New Jersey? This is my first question for the guy. I hope I don't offend him, but that's how I feel. It's weird. <laughs> All right, we, we roll along here. Let's get Dom in here. We got to get to the Niners situation. Dom probably wants to weigh in on the baseball and gloat a little bit about Bochi in Texas because I thought they were dead to right. I honestly thought Houston last night would beat them. They didn't. You get to choose, Dom. My guest, you are my guest, I'll roll out the red carpet. You want to start with the Niners or you want to start with Texas? Let's see where you go. Go ahead.
3: Tell me. Oh, I'm just going to gloat for a quick second. We'll, we'll do I that. I knew you would. Uh, I, knew I, you I, had would. The, I knew you would. I had the score very wrong. I thought Texas was going to win 5-4, to and then, you know, Texas put up like a sixth spot and whatever it was, the sixth yeah. inning, fifth inning. I'm like, oh, okay, it's not going to be 5-4. But I did get the Adoles Garcia home run called, so I, I will give, pat myself on the back for that.
2: Do you have any problem with him admiring a wall ball single?
3: Not, I had a huge problem. Not one bit. Why? I'm. That's out of as a competitor. That's out of character for you. I, I, competitor. No. You look like a fool. Hundred percent like fool. It's a hundred percent on character for me. Uh for me, when I am a competitor, if 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 I'm trying to, if if I feel that I've been disrespected, I, I this is mainly for bowling because that's the, what I'm most competitive with these days. If I feel my opponents are being disrespectful, I start chirping. If I throw a strike, I get loud. If my teammates throw a strike, I get loud. I get incredibly obnoxious at times. You can ask my teammates. They will agree with me. I've been like this for a long time. So if, I, if I've got beef with the other team... Yes, I'm going to pimp it. Even if it's not a home run, I'm going to admire my work.
2: I I, I don't believe you. You know why I don't – and I'm being respectful. Where would you go to college? San Francisco State University. Is that not correct? Correct. Did you not work on a quote-unquote streaming radio station doing sports talk while you were an undergraduate at the San Francisco State University?
3: This is also correct. I did.
2: Okay. I was told last Friday you were one of the nicest guys to work with while you were an undergraduate, and it's your colleague and our friend and our contributor here on the weekends, Mister mm-hmm. Daniel Ogden said there was nobody nicer than Dom. So you're going to sell me on the idea that you're going to bait people and chide people and
3: histrionics? Sorry, I don't believe it. I don't believe it, Dom. Sorry. Okay, I I, I don't I don't <laughs> professional in a professional environment. I am incredibly friendly. I try to get along with everybody. But when you get competitive, Dom out there, it's it's a different story.
2: All right. At least you're being honest. And if that's, if that's your story and you're sticking to it, who am I to challenge it? All right. Uh, here from Iowa to you in San Francisco, I'm telling you, I'm afraid Brock Purdy's like Cinderella. I think his stagecoach is going to turn into a pumpkin. I'm very, very worried. If I'm a Niners fan, he's put together two abysmal performances. Here comes Cincinnati and Santa Clara next Sunday. Go ahead. Tell me about Brock Purdy. You you got to be a little skittish or perhaps not. Let's hear what you got to say. Go ahead.
3: Oh, I, I've been skittish. I've tried to take a, a realist's approach to it. Well, yes, he's looked amazing. He's my team's quarterback. Oh, I'm all in on Brock Purdy. Let's go. I I did have that times where I, I'm like, I, I like Trey Lance, too, but that didn't work out. Um. But in, in, this is the case in 99.7% of sports. When a guy gets drafted really late or gets undrafted or mm-hmm. a guy go, is uh, gets cut after a handful of years, there's typically a reason for it. Brady is an exception. There are not very many exceptions to this rule, which is why I put it at about 99.7%, but there are right. the few exceptions, and for a year and a half, Brock Purdy has looked like one of those exceptions. But I'll say, as well as he processes the game, over the, this, this is only a two-game thing that we're looking at. His, his decision-making, which is his strength... His ability to diagnose a defense, his strength Mm -hmm. has failed him. And, yeah, you want to say, oh, the weather in Cleveland, fine, I'll hear you on that one. They were in a dome last night. There's, There's not a good excuse as to what he was doing on the two interceptions. Now, yes, the second interception, there was pressure from his left side, no Trent Williams. He had to step up in the pocket. And then he floated the ball. That That's just poor decision-making. And then he was like 10 yards completely off on the first interception. There are – these are the things that you – when I see Brock Purdy, I'm like, yes, he's thriving. Short throws letting his guys go. He's made some really tough throws. The, a couple weeks ago, the throw to Ayuk was fantastic, one of the best I've seen in a while, especially from a 49ers quarterback. But with a guy who was fine in college, he was good – he wasn't a national champion Heisman candidate. No. Nope. To, to All right, he's he's performed well. There was bound to be some regression. And I I hope 49er fans can be patient with it and aren't ready to go, "Oh, Brock Purdy screw this guy." I I hope we're not at that point yet, but there is pause for concern because it, it's it's a it's a potential realist view of, "Hey, maybe this is what Brock Purdy is. He's not this messiah that has blessed the 49ers
2: we will look at more of this on the other side vikings get a big win cousins look spectacular we're coming back here sports overnight america sports byline keep it here
1: That's 800-760-1845. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty.
2: 800-867-6917 Alright, talking of the world of sports and a whole lot more Dom Jimenez coming up uh, Richard Sturban, one of the Oak Ridge boys I'm really pumped up gospel, country, and really some classic music uh, in the shadows of Philadelphia Camden, New Jersey uh, and we're going to talk baseball with him too but he owned uh, a piece of the Nashville Sounds down in Nashville, Tennessee, AAA Pacific Coast. Even I've seen Nashville a boatload of times in Iowa against the Iowa Cubs. And um, not only that, but he's a really, really uh, big supporter, very tight with the Vanderbilt Commodores, Vanderbilt University Commodore Baseball Program, Richard Sturbert, one of the Oak Ridge boys. So there you go. So all our Tennessee folks uh, we're throwing you a big time bone. I'm looking forward to it, but you're Philly fans too. Very nervous if I'm a Phillies fan. Uh, Dom, let's continue uh, the discussion and revert back to baseball because I got a few more uh, NFL things for you. But how are you on Philly and Arizona? Boy, the D backs. I mean, Cattell, Mart, Marte, uh, Corbin Carrolls, uh, decided to show up. He was struggling, uh, Guriel, they just, I don't know, I don't know how to say it other than this team just doesn't go away. They're like a bad cold. You think you got it beat, and then it comes back, and it turns into double P pneumonia. I mean, this D-back team, you know, pun intended, you know, they, they snakebite people. They kind of lull you into, you know, they 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 get you around the throat. They sink those teeth into you. Give you a little venom and all of a sudden you find yourself wobbling. I think Philly might be in trouble tonight. Am I over the top on this? Give me a take on game seven. Dying to hear what you have
3: to say. I think Philly I think Philly could be in trouble, but uh it's it's one of those things with the Diamondbacks, and I look at uh Brandon Fott. Uh eventually the magic has to run out. Now I it's no disrespect to Brandon Fott. He's uh been very good in this postseason, especially in this series. But he's he's not a pitcher who has a two ERA. Now, he might be right now, but you given know. the proclivity of home run potential from Philadelphia, they, they hit a lot of home runs. And uh, Brandon Fott's just general, uh, at least in the regular season, not being very good. I think Philadelphia wins this game. They're going to need a decent lead, though. If this is a one- or two-run game late, I think Arizona mm-hmm. can come back because Philly's bullpen – has, and this was one of the highlights that I I pointed out, that would prevent them from winning a championship. Their bullpen is so bad right now.
2: Well, let's start with the one and, uh, or or the prime suspect. I I, I don't know how the guy is still, he's the closer, Kimbrell. He comes in, he's got that stupid, you know, he looks like he's an eagle about to take off, or he looks like the logo on the United States Postal Service, you know, with that arm up in the air and that Dip in the head of his sticking out. It's a weird, weird, you know, and whatever. He's a hair on fire closer. He puts people, he walk, he's never ahead on the count. If Craig Kimball is Kim is in there to close it out tonight, stick a fork in him. I don't think he can do it. And then the more the pressure and the bigger the stage, the worse he is. I don't trust him. And if Rob Thompson trots him out tonight, folks, you're in trouble. You see where I'm going with Kimbrell, or what do you think?
3: No, full agreement. I have a lot of friends who are Phillies fans, and they die a little bit every time he's taken the mound this postseason. He, for a long time, was an elite closer, but he doesn't have it anymore. It's not the same. And that's a huge problem because they keep using him as the closer from seven years ago, which he's just not. He's not. I agree. Who would you cl-
2: – all right, let's say they they smarten up, they get a whiff of smelling salts, they steer clear of him. Can Dominguez uh, get the job done, say, as a setup guy and just maybe have to go the distance in the, in the final two innings and get six outs? What do you think?
3: I think he's definitely capable. Another guy that I like who I don't know what his numbers are in the postseason because I haven't been paying that much attention to you know, every single guy, but uh, I'm a big fan of – Oh my gosh, uh, Matt, Matt Strong, Soto. I'm so sorry, Matt Strong, okay, straight, no, completely He's completely whipped lefty. on his name, the lefty, yep. former Padre, yep. huge card collector himself, um, I, I think he's a good option to give you a few innings late, maybe not as the closer, but if he can bridge the gap to a guy like Dominguez, I think that's a better route for Philadelphia than throwing Kimbrell out there in a close game.
2: Uh, My my fans on the East Coast and your fans on the East Coast are very impressed with your use of the word proclivity. You you. are getting (laughs) you (laughs) get, you know, they loved you for joggernaut. Now you've morphed into proclivity. You are totally uh, appealing to a very Ivy League East Coast crowd. I'm very proud of you, by the way. All right. Let's get back to football. Where do you see? I mean, the Niners, I see power ratings today come out, got them fifth in the NFL. Is that fair right now? And I think if it is, it's great because Shanahan could use that as a motivator. Now, they didn't have Williams, did not have Debo, uh, a second, you know, kind of sketchy, not kind of, a legitimate, you know, sketchy performance out of Brock Purdy. Let's finish up on the Niners with uh, is number five in the NFL power ratings fair right now for them or no? Go ahead, tell me.
3: Yeah, given the last two weeks, I I think that is fair. I think you got to put the Chiefs ahead of them, the Eagles ahead of them, the Ravens ahead of them, maybe even the Jaguars, maybe the Lions, although the Lions getting eviscerated by Baltimore, that doesn't help their cause. So, yeah, having the Niners at 4 or 5, I I think that's reasonable. I I don't think that's something – and, again, it's it's just – talk show and, you know, get it up on the website kind of thing. It doesn't matter. Weekly power rankings. Yeah. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but I think it's accurate given the state of the team at this moment.
2: All right. Let's turn our attention elsewhere. Where is your most concern lie in the AFC? Would it be Miami among teams that we know are going to be on or near playoff uh, qualification when we roll into the middle to latter part of December, you concerned about Buffalo, Miami, you know, Jacksonville can be a little inconsistent. I don't think we worry about the Chiefs. Uh, you know, the Chargers are, are are very hard to figure. The Raiders, I think, showed their true colors getting whacked by two touchdowns in Chicago. Uh, Garoppolo still hurt. The Raiders are a mess. Uh, where do you go in the AFC with your level of concern about some of the teams I mentioned? Feel free to add one. Go ahead.
3: I worry about everyone but the Chiefs. Uh, every team has... Shown some real serious vulnerabilities. The Dolphins haven't beaten a team over 500 yet. The Bills, Josh Allen continues to be a mystery where he plays uh, like the Warriors used to a long time ago when they were very bad. They would play Turnovers. up to good competition, and then when they played somebody, they, the Warriors would, you know, beat Dallas when Dallas was in their prime with Dirk. And, and then they'd lose to the Bobcats the two, two nights later. Uh, very much playing up and playing down at the competition. It's weird for Josh Allen. The Jaguars, you just don't know with them. They continue to improve, looking like last year wasn't a fluke but you don't know what you're going to get from Trevor Lawrence. You don't exactly know what you're going to get from ETN. Their receivers, one week booming, the next week busting. The defense, generally solid. They could use some help with the pass rush. Uh, The Chargers, Justin Herbert, starting to look a little Kirk Cousins-like, and and I don't mean it in the good way. Uh, There are questions, and the Ravens generally look really good. But they've put up some real clunkers over the last couple of years when you were least expecting it. So I think the Chiefs are the only team I feel comfortable not worrying about right now.
2: I think that's fair. I'll stay in the AFC, and I want to hit uh, follow up on your Baltimore point. I think the smartest thing they did was get Lamar Jackson signed and appeased financially going into the season. I thought that was a master stroke. I don't think they'd be successful or as successful as they are right now had they had a disgruntled Lamar Jackson. I think that was a huge, huge, very smart uh, move by the front office. Do you share that view? If not, tell me why not.
3: No, I think you're right. Um, you would be getting inspired Lamar Jackson maybe if he didn't have the um, the contract. So maybe he's you know playing just as well as he is right now. But it's also that cloud that can just linger. And, and we've seen these kind of things where – An uncertain future kind of just, I'm not going to say it it makes the guy or or the woman not good, but it, it impacts them. And you can see that it's, even though they say everything's fine, you can tell by their performance that it's weighing on them in the back of their mind. So I think it's all good things that they got it done. And Lamar, unlike a lot of times when we see the big contract and the guy coasts, Lamar's wired where... I'm gonna show you I was worth all that money. Let's do it. Here we go. So I think it was a great, great job by the Ravens getting it done. All right, Dom's down
2: a double dose. Final couple minutes. Let's go to the NFC. Here's what I want to say. I mean, I think the NFC is pretty cut and dried. I think the Niners are are something that, yeah, you're a little skittish, but I think you know the totality of a you know a 17 game season. I think you know they're they're going to be fine. Philly speaks for themselves. The one thing is Detroit. And that's, you know, that blowout in Baltimore. Granted, it was on the road. Yes, it's a long season. You can, you know, you can afford a clunker or two. It happens. But there's something fundamentally underneath it all that I'm not comfortable with. It's not coaching. It's not golf. It's something that sometimes you can't control. And that's injuries and getting guys back. And they've had suspensions. I know we only got a few seconds left. Go ahead. Tell me. You believe in Detroit or is this going to be a team that might underachieve
3: in the end? Go ahead. I believe in them as a legitimate playoff contender. I don't think Detroit's going to make a run for the Super Bowl. They may not even make it to the NFC Championship. But I think they can be a very good team in the regular season and maybe win a game or two finally in the postseason.
2: All right, you want some history on Philadelphia baseball? You are know, minor league baseball celebrities, Bill Murray's own teams, other, you know, celebrities and musicians, comedians, actors, actresses have owned baseball teams. Richard Sturban, one of the Oak Ridge boys, a huge lifelong Philadelphia fan, country music in Camden, New Jersey, which is basically Philadelphia, the Delaware Valley, to. Hall of Fame type of uh, music. Country and Western, though. We're going to go Philly sports. We're going to go Oak Ridge Boys in Tennessee. Coming up on Sports Byline, Sports Overnight.
0: What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks.
1: That's 800-211-6008 How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? Wendy's new breakfast two for three dollar biggie bundles let you create your own delicious combo. Choose from a sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, and a medium hot coffee. But it's obvious which combo's the best: sausage biscuit and small seasoned potatoes. Well, maybe it's the fresh cracked egg and cheese biscuit with a medium hot coffee, or two savory sausage biscuits.
0: Yeah, uh, whichever you pick, you can't go wrong. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's
3: new two for three dollar biggie bundles. Limited time only. U.S. Price of participation may vary. Not valid in combo. Single item at regular price. My
4: heart's on fire. Well, fire up. Up. Up.
2: Alright, great job on the Dominic Amits there, the Oak Ridge boys, a little Elvira to roll into our final segment of the day, night, morning, you name it, and way we go. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, we'll line them up, Richard Sturban of the Oak Ridge Boys, a Camden, New Jersey, which I'll, you know, I'm not killing Camden, but it's Philadelphia. I mean, it's uh, it's like a, it's like a uh, suburb of Philadelphia. Just go across, the I think, the Ben Franklin Bridge. He'll correct me if I'm wrong on that. But yeah, I, uh, and then country music. I mean, Sturbin, big time. The uh, Oak Ridge Boys, like some bands, have had differences over the years, but uh, this month of October, 50 years, and they're going to launch their Christmas tour. This is going to be their swan song. The Eagles are doing the same thing. But if you believe the Eagles, and this is a farewell tour. I got a bridge for sale. The Eagles have, have been so tricky and downright manipulative with, yeah, this is the Hell Freezes Over tour. This is the uh, Cloud 9 tour. This is the... Glenn Fry Memorial Tour, and now it's our Farewell Tour. I don't buy it. And I know that uh, Jagger and uh, the Rolling Stones are warming up in the Farewell Tour bullpen. So away we go. Let's get him in here, Richard Sturman. Richard, I'm Marty Terrell. God bless you for coming on this program. I wish we had a whole hour to do with you, brother. This is going to be a lot of fun. Welcome to Sports Overnight America across the country on iHeart, and also around the world on the American Forces
4: Radio Network. How are you, Richard? Well, Marty, I'm doing just fine. It's certainly a pleasure for me to be able to talk to you and to all your fine listeners out there. Well, thank you.
2: You know, you're, you're a Philly guy. I mean, Camden, New Jersey, okay, but it's a suburb. I think you go across to Ben Franklin, and you're right there by the PNC, the Philadelphia National, whatever it is, that beautiful uh in the sixth largest city in america here's my question so you grow up in basically philly camden cherry hill area right you're a philly guy you're a huge baseball fan which we're going to take uh full advantage of the, your passion for baseball but you grew up in the american bandstand era the uh the high lit uh great disc jockey uh, T.S.O.P., The Sounds of Philadelphia, Average White Band, Teddy Pendergrass. I could go on forever. The fact of the matter is, you're a country star.
4: How did that happen? Tell me. I'm dying to hear this. <laughs> That's a good question. You know, I, uh, you know, I, I was raised in New Jersey, as you said, and I'm, I, I'm from, right, from right across the river in Philadelphia. And I just happened to think, myself, along with Joe Bonzo, you walk down Broad Street there in Philadelphia, you'll see our, our faces on the sidewalk. Joe That's Boswell right. and myself are both. We are both in the Philadelphia Music Hall of Fame. So I just wanted yes, to get you that are. in there because you made you me think about that. But but to, to try to answer your question now, you know, I I kind of helped organize my own group. I I went to college in Trenton, New Jersey. There, a place called uh, Trenton State College. I met some guys from Pennsylvania. I helped organize my first group. And then Joe Bonzel became part of it, you know. But while, while we were singing up there, I got a call from a, a gentleman named uh, J.D. Sumner. And uh, he, he's actually in the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's lowest bass singer. And he wanted to get off the road. He wanted to hire a younger bass singer to take his place. So to be able to do that, I had to move to Nashville. So I moved to Nashville. I joined J.D. Sumner in the Stamps Quartet. And believe it or not, I ended up singing with the biggest star in the world back then, the king of rock and roll himself. Amazing. Elvis. So, I, so I, I got to know Elvis, you know, and I have some great memories of the times I spent with him. But it would not have happened if, you know, if, if J.D. Sumner didn't call me up and offer me a job and, and, and caused me to move here, here to Nashville.
2: Yes, indeed. Richard Sturbin uh, is joining us, Oak Ridge Boys, uh, Christmas tour, the 50th and final. Although, I'll, I don't know, you guys will find 51 somehow, some way. Here's where I want to go. Let's do one Elvis hit. Give us okay. something. It, it doesn't have to be anything other than what type of guy was he? I, I've seen the documentary. I've watched the movie. We've seen all the other stuff. Give us a little slice of something that you will never forget about your interactions with the uh, the king of rock and roll,
4: Elvis Presley. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Well, I have to tell you, probably the thing that I'll never forget is the first time I ever met Elvis. You know, when I joined J.D. and the Stamps Quartet and we got this phone call and Elvis wanted to hire a new backup group and he hired J.D. and the Stamps. And it involved us wow. having to rehearse. And the tour started in Minneapolis, so we had to go to Minneapolis, and we had to go to a rehearsal there. And so the her- rehearsal was held in a hotel ballroom there in Minneapolis. We went to the appointed place for rehearsal, and, and, and but there was no Elvis there. You know, uh, the, the TCB band, they were all there. The Sweet Inspirations, uh, you know, Kathy Westmoreland, all the people that worked oh, yeah. with Elvis. Oh, yeah. They, they, were, they were all there. Uh, and we got to to hang out with them for a while and got to know them a little bit and they said you know Elvis is normally fashionably late but this is a little unusual they couldn't figure out what was taking so long but to try to make a long story short we heard commotion coming down the hallway leading to this ballroom where the rehearsal was going to take place through the door came Elvis and his entourage and I jaw dropped (laughs) I'll be honest with you Up to that point in my life, to my that point in my life, I was a Elvis fan, but I was kind of a casual Elvis fan. When he walked through the door into that room, I I, all of a sudden I went, "Wow!" I now realize why he is the biggest star in the world. When he walked into that room, you could almost he like took the room over. He had such charisma or such magnetism, you know. And he came over, he hugged us all well he called us all by our first names you know uh, he welcomed us into his organization and i'll never forget that but the first time you meet of us it's an experience that you will never forget and i certainly have not forgotten my my first encounter with him
2: uh richard Sturvin, oakridge boys i love it all right so we're going to kind of go in reverse order here uh I'm in Iowa. Iowa Cubs used to play the Nashville Sounds. You, Conway, Twitty, and a few others, you pooled your resources. You bought a baseball team. You're close to the Vanderbilt Commodores baseball team. You are a baseball fan, and I don't have to tell anybody,
4: you're locked and loaded for Phillies D-backs tonight, Game 7. Let's start right there
2: and tell us us about Nashville. Go ahead.
4: You, you are no, you know, there's no doubt about that. You're correct about that. I'm, I'm ready for tonight's game. And I don't feel quite as confident tonight as I did just a few days ago. But, you know, I, I got to hand it to the Diamondbacks. They made a real series out of this man yeah, yep. and, and, and an interesting side, like, we know Tory Lavella pretty well. His father, Sam Lavella, for years was the director of, of, of the TV show Hee Hall. We performed on many times over the years. We got to know Sam, his father. And I remember when, when Torrey Lavella was just a young guy, his father, Sam, you know, talking to us about him all the time. Always, And I'll never forget he, the day Torrey Lavella was called up to AAA. His father came <laughs> over to us, and he was so excited. you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget. And, that, and, and because of the fact that Sam Lavella was, was such a big baseball fan, a lot of major league baseball players appeared on on the He Hall TV show because of that, you know. So, 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 yes, I'm 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 pulling for the Phillies tonight, but you know, uh, there's a side of me that if, if Tor Lavella pulls this out, I won't be that that disappointed either, really. Tell us about Nashville, the Sounds,
2: Conway Twitty. You other guys got together. That had to be an absolute blast to own a baseball team. Put your little stamp on that team, especially being such well, a, you, a fan. Yeah, go ahead.
4: You're right. For about thirty years, uh I was a part owner of the Nashville Sounds, our Triple A team. And when I originally bought into the Nashville Sounds, we were in double A. We were in the we were in the Southern League. And we were actually a Yankees farm team at the time. And uh there was a gentleman named Larry schmidt that that, uh, that owned the team, he ran the team, and I, I went and visited him when they were building the ballpark and he, he he made it possible for me to buy in and become a part owner. And it was like a dream come true, you know, for me. I, I got a chance to go to batting practice every day. I got to know the players all the time, you know, our managers that we had. And the list of players that ha- actually have played for our Nashville Sounds here is unbelievable. You know, uh, Don Mattingly played here many years ago. Willie McGee, you know, some of the biggest names in baseball played right here. And... uh Right now, one of the top players in in in, in, in uh, the major leagues for the the Braves, Matt Olson, he played here for the Nashville Sounds as well. So, you know, over the course of the years, I've had a chance to get to know many many players when they came through here playing for our Nashville Sounds. And also, hey, another thing about Nashville here, I love college baseball, and we have a great college program right here in, yes, in, in you Vanderbilt. Do. And then Tim and Tim Corbin, the coach, I've gotten to know him over the years, and uh you know they're having fall fall practice right now, and I I plan to go out there and watch some of the new kids here, you know, before fall practice ends. But it, it, it's something that I love. Baseball is kind of like a hobby of mine. It's like a diversion of mine, and I and I just love it. And yes, I'm looking forward to uh, tonight's game. No question about it.
2: Well, you'll love this, Richard, uh, Richard uh, Sturvin of the Oak Ridge Boys. This is what I love about life and God, because I have a very dear friend, Liz Howard, who is a midwife, baby doctor at Brown University. She went to Parkland Hospital in Dallas. She was at Vandy. She went to Yale, New Haven. But she was in Nashville for a good long time. Her and her daughter, Annie, used to go to Sounds games. And I just want you to give a shout-out for Lizzie Howard. How about that, Richard? Can't
4: make it up. Well, Liz- Well, Lizzie, hi there. This is Richard Sturbin. I just want to say hi to you and thank you for coming here to Nashville, supporting our Nashville Sounds and Vandy baseball. Appreciate it.
2: She loves the Commodores, trust me. All right, let's go to Philadelphia. We're going, you know, we all know about hoagies. We know about the great music. You know, you come across the river from Camden. You're you're in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Congratulations on that. But, man, are you a baseball fan. Tonight you told us you'll be locked and loaded. You saw the greats of the game, Richie Ashburn. I'm going to forget some names. Dick Allen with that cigarette butt dangling out of his mouth on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Pete Rose, Luzinski, Schmidt. I could go on forever. I mean, you're a Philly guy I, through and I, through. What a great sports I, town, Big Five basketball, but
4: baseball is huge in Philly. Well, you're right about that. And, you know, can't forget Robin Roberts. You know, when I, when I was a kid going to school, everybody wanted to go up and be Robin Roberts. He was a, He was an idol, you know, for all the kids. And so I, I don't want to forget him as well, you know. And I remember the days when there were two baseball teams in Philadelphia, the Phillies and also the Philadelphia Athletics. I used to listen to their games on the radio, you know, and I'll never forget those days. They were very special.
2: Well, it's just great. I just love having you on this show. This, this has been a thrill. What are, you, what are your thoughts about this tour? I'm no spring chicken. Well, You're more of a spring well, chicken than I am. What do you think of this tour? Is this the real swan song, or are you going to be like the Eagles or the Rolling Stones? We only got 20 seconds. Well, Go ahead. Tell me. I, I,
4: I, I don't know the exact answer to your question. I'll just say this. We have announced that we are now, first of all, it's our 50th anniversary, which is mind-blowing. Awesome. The four of us being together for 50 years, that blows my mind in itself. So we're celebrating that, but we also have announced the start of our farewell tour. One thing we have not announced, however, is when the tour will end, because we do not know that ourselves. You know, we've been very very fortunate. We've been very blessed. You know, we've we've had a great career, and our fans are very responsible for that. So we want a chance to go around the country and say thank you to as many of our fans as possible. We're not sure how long that's going to take. You know, you can make a farewell tour, tour last yeah. as long yep. as you want to so so yep. we're not using the word retirement you know but it's just a farewell tour and we will be around for a while there's no doubt about that
2: god bless you thank you go philly tonight give us an oompa oomba if you got it come on now elvira give it to us 10 seconds
4: giddy up boom
2: God bless you, Richard. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Blessed evening. Thank you. Coming back Th- on Sports Night and Sports you. Overnight. Thank you. thank you, sir. Adios. Coming back.
1: Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647. All
2: right, down the home stretch we go. Uh, Yeah, a lot of hockey tonight, folks. Every single team is playing 16 games. I'll throw out, and this is not a gambling uh, issue, but I'm going to say the total number of goals scored tonight in 16 games will be approximately 64. 64 goals scored tonight in the NHL. So add them up at the end of the night. Taken over or under for entertainment purposes only. All right, NBA tonight, yeah. Uh, Denver and the Lakers. Uh... Golden State and Phoenix. I don't like the way they do it. Yeah, they showcase it on TNT and they'll get decent numbers, but not really because I baseball needs to carry the night, in it better. I'll be very interested to see. Well, you got a lot of hockey and I I love it. Bettman, he's no dummy. They're going to steal a lot of audience tonight. Hockey's popular, Uh, and you got some games like Boston, Chicago. I think will draw a good number. So, anyways, that being said, you know, la la la, Uh, the baseball is going to carry the night, and if it doesn't. I'd be stunned. But, you know, listen, there's people that think baseball is boring. But, look, they got the pitch clock. They move it along. You've got some drama. you got a Cinderella story with the D-backs. you got a big market in Philly. Uh, the, the Phoenix, listen, they put 47000 each night in there. Granted, some of the people got in for, you know, a saw buck. The ticket prices went south. But uh, the D-backs are a good story. All right. All uh, right. Richard Sturbin of the Oak Ridge Boys five-star interview. Loved it. I'd do that every single day if I could. Dominic Jimenez, double dip of Dom's download. Thank you. Thanks to Darren Peck and all the support staff in San Francisco at Sports Byline. I'm Marty Terrell. Enjoy your evening. Enjoy the games on Sports Byline. Sports Overnight. Adios.